Bing bong, I am back with another edition of the State of Bitcoin podcast, where I'm joined by Justin, the co-founder, co-organizer, whatever you want to call him, of the Huntsville BTC meetup. We talk about Justin's proof of work in the Bitcoin industry, you know, his orange pill story, how he got into it, why he decided to get and start a Bitcoin meetup. A little bit about the city of Huntsville, Alabama, where his meetup takes place. Uh, some special events that he's got going on uh, today, if you're listening to this audio when it drops on May 6th. So uh, be sure to give it a listen. And then we also go into some current event stories. We go into the Fed raising interest rates 0.5%. The SEC doubling the staff uh, to monitor crypto activity. MicroStrategy's potential margin call if BTC falls below 21K. Is that real? Is that FUD? Listen in to, to figure that out. Jack Mahler solving the email spam issue with the Lightning Network. Binance committing $500 million towards Elon's investment in Twitter. And Bentley University accepting Bitcoin for tuition and Bitcoin slash crypto. And I don't want to say that, but I have to. To give you the full story anyway now let's get into the show but first as always this is not financial advice not financial advice not financial advice anything you hear here is simply for entertainment purposes both the guest justin and i are not financial advisors so uh, please do your own due diligence do your own research this podcast is simply for entertainment purposes now let's get into the show Bing bong. We are live with another edition of the State of Bitcoin podcast. I am joined with Justin of the Rocket City Bitcoin Meetup at Huntsville BTC on Twitter. Justin, how are you doing today? Man, I'm doing awesome. I'm honored to be here. Uh, you're a good friend in real life, and I'm always one to support my friends. Yeah, I appreciate you coming on. I appreciate you coming on. So uh, I guess a little bit about, about the backstory of us is... Uh, actually went up to the Nashville uh, Bitcoin meetup and yeah, we just got to talking uh, all about Bitcoin and then uh, yeah, we connected a couple other places too. Um, yeah. Then we linked up in Bitcoin Miami. We just kind of kept in touch since. So it's been a uh, good to get to know you and uh, yeah, see the Huntsville meetup grow. So um, let's get, get into that. So you started our co or the co-organizer of the Huntsville uh, Bitcoin meetup. So, what has that experience been like, and uh, you know, why did you decide to make that and, and start that up? Man, you know, uh, it started back in November of last year. Uh, I've always been following Bitcoin close. I can say the first time I became aware of Bitcoin was in 2014. Uh, I found a magazine at a local brewery here in Huntsville, Alabama, and it was a Bitcoin magazine. Now, it's not bitcoin magazine but it was a magazine about bitcoin um and so i picked it up and i've been down the rabbit hole ever since and so um fast forward to 2021 i said man i've been sitting on the sidelines for too long i want to uh, try to do something in my community bitcoin related and so i became aware of meetups and luckily i, I live close enough to the nashville meetup uh shout out to the people in nashville rod and males um and i went down there and uh, somebody introduced me to Rod, and I told Rod, I said, man, I want to bring this back. 
to uh, Huntsville, Alabama. And he says, man, you know what? There's another guy here from your hometown that's interested in doing that. And so uh, I was blessed to meet my co-organizer, who we would refer to as B. I wouldn't be able to uh, pull this off if it was not for him uh, being a good partner. And so, um, you know, we got to know each other from November to December. And then me and B decided to get together and start doing meetups in January. And um, we've been doing it ever since. And everything's been turning out pretty good. Uh, we have a lot of good members. Um, I want to give a shout out to all the members of the Rocket City Bitcoin Meetup, uh, new members, soon to be members, uh, the OG members. We love all you guys. Um, we wouldn't be anything without you. And uh, that's pretty much the story, man. That's awesome. So, uh, you know, Huntsville, a lot of people kind of think of it as maybe like a small town, but uh, you know, growing up in, in Austin and kind of, uh, you know, traveling around um, the Alabama area and going to school in, in Tennessee, too. Um, I kind of know that, you know, Huntsville is a little bit more of a techie town than, than people maybe uh, are familiar with. So why don't you kind of describe, uh, you know, Huntsville, Alabama as a city as a whole? Well, it's a very diverse city. Um, it is techie. Uh, we're known for uh, NASA Space and Rocket Center, Space Camp. Uh, we have a lot of government funding. Uh, we have Redstone Arsenal. So um, we may be small in population, but we have a very uh, intelligent city. Uh, that's the best way I can describe it. Um, recently, I want to say over the last two years, uh, population-wise, we have been have become the largest city in Alabama. So. Um, just based on the population and the type of people that we have, that's one of the main reasons why I thought that it would be a good idea to bring a meetup to Huntsville because I feel like as far as development goes, whether it be hardware or software, we have a large bed of talent as far as engineers go. And so I just feel like it's a sleeping giant. Yeah, man, it definitely seems like that. I know, yeah, I, I believe NASA has a big base there. Is, is that correct as well? Yes, NASA yeah. does. And like I said, we have the Space and Rocket Center. And I've actually met quite a few um, Bitcoin developers that have told me that as a child they visited um, because they came down for Space Camp. So we get a lot of people that come down for the Space Camp that we have at the Space and Rocket Center here. Hence the Rocket City Bitcoin meetup, huh? Yes, so, yes. Um, yeah, I mean, that's awesome. So... Um, yeah, you kind of got into your orange pill story, um, but let's take a deeper dive into it. So, uh, you know, you kind of described like getting a little bit of exposure and kind of sitting on the sidelines for a little bit. Um, well, what made you decide to, you know, kind of, I, I guess, you know, I had Craig, uh, at Bitcoin underscore fan P H A N. Uh, the creator of the Bitcoin game on. And his thing was, you know, in the Bitcoin space, everybody kind of talks about proof of work, you know, when it comes to mining. And, uh, you know, he really challenges Bitcoiners to go out there and do their own proof of work to kind of help the space and help everything grow. So uh, what kind of made you want to, you know, start that that proof of work and what kind of, uh, you know, I guess, gave you the light to kind of start connecting with people in the Bitcoin space after sitting on the sidelines for a bit? Um, it's just a, a passion that I have. I'm very passionate about uh, Bitcoin and um, I've done enough research on it to where I've graduated from the phase of just number go up. You know, a lot of people, they come for the number go up, but then they end up staying because they get, you know, they fall in love with the community. 
Uh, that's one thing I can say about the Bitcoin community is that it's a very a welcoming community. I've not had um, anybody slam a door in my face of any time I've asked anybody for tips or advice with the meetup or Bitcoin related matters. I always get a prompt response. So, um, you know, it's just like the stars just kind of align and everything just kind of worked out. Um, Again, it doesn't hurt to live in a place called a rocket city, you know, so that kind of attracts people too. Yeah, that's awesome. And I think, uh, yeah, like you said, um, you're, you're doing a lot um, to, you know, just from, from me knowing you and seeing you travel around, uh, going to a lot of these uh, meetups to kind of learn on, um, learn from other successful meetups on, on how to run one. And uh, so why don't you describe uh, your experience, like running it, um, you know, you said that it's, uh, you know, we talked a little bit on the pre-show that it's starting to grow a little bit. Um, so uh, how, uh, I guess, successful has, has it been trying to grow it? And have you noticed that, uh, you know, maybe here with like little dips here or there that, that you've, uh, you know, seen a little stall out or are you guys still seeing quite a bit of growth? Well, uh, here lately, um, we've been seeing growth now. At our last meetup, we had some OG members that weren't able to attend uh, for various reasons, you know, family issues and things of that nature. <laughs> Excuse me. But we we actually had five new guys. So I would say on average, we're probably averaging anywhere from uh, 12 to 16 people on a regular basis. Um, so uh, I would say one of the key things that I've noticed about managing a meetup or organizing it, facilitating it is this a consistency. And then also uh, putting an emphasis on a uh, community, letting the meetup members know, Hey, myself and B we're just facilitators. We saw a gap and we filled it, but this is the community's meetup. So we always try to receive input and feedback from our members, you know, to keep them active and I always remind them that this is our meetup, the community's meetup. And it's not something that me and B, you know, run, you know, without the input of the community. So I would say the number one things I've noticed is emphasize the community aspect of it. Um, also empower your members, you know, if they want to get involved in Bitcoin things and do various things to help the meetup, empower them. And like I said, consistency. Um, if you're new to starting a meetup, uh, your first meetup, you may have two or three people. And then your next meetup, you may have 10. And then your next one, you may have five. You know, don't, di don't get discouraged. Just stay consistent. And one other thing I would say is this. Uh, content is king, in my opinion. So you want to try to have an uh, active uh, media outlet, whether that be blogging about it or Twitter. We use Twitter a lot. And a lot of people, you know, they can come and find you there so you can reach a, a larger audience. Yeah, I think, you know, Bitcoin Twitter is big, not only for that, like reaching a big audience, I think it's, it's big for learning, at least for me these days, you know, I, I jump onto Twitter spaces all the time and, you know, connect with people. And you know, that's also how I keep in contact with a, with a lot of people as well. So, uh, you know, that's how we, we kept in contact through Twitter DMs for, for a long time too. So, um, yeah, that's great. Um, and I, you also kind of hinted at a pre-show. You have something big uh, coming up later this week. Is that right? Uh, yes, sir. Uh, actually, tomorrow uh, we have Captain Sid, the uh, Bitcoin Harley rider. He's uh, doing the Bitcoin tour. And uh, I actually met him out in Miami. And so 
we decided that we wanted to try to get together while he was on his tour. And so he decided he wanted to come and hang out. So myself and B, we tried to put something together and we call it the um, unofficial official meetup 4.5 because we just completed our fourth meetup uh, the third weekend of last month. And so now he's coming down. And so we hope that we can accommodate him and, you know, he has a good time and he can speak highly of our meetup. That's awesome. Yeah. So it uh, sounds like big things are going on in Huntsville, Alabama. Um, so that, yeah, that's really encouraging. I know, uh, you know, a, a couple, of, I, I know that he's like basically riding around uh, and trying to go to other meetups. Um, do you know of any other, uh, I guess, big places he's going? Is he kind of, uh, are you guys on his route or is he just making a special trip for you guys? No, um, I believe we're on his route. Uh, currently, He's in Nashville. Uh, he's been there for a few days. And before that, he was in Austin. Uh, they had a big conference out there. Um, I believe it's the Beef Initiative Conference. And so um, he's going to stop in for a day to check us out. And then I believe his next stop is either Chattanooga or Charlotte. I can't remember. I know it's one of those sea cities, but I think we're on his route. That's awesome. And that's good. You know, it ended up working out pretty well then. Uh, so you guys, yeah. So, um, all right. So we've kind of talked about, you know, the meetup a little bit. Now let's get into the Bitcoin community. You've hinted at it before where you said, you know, it's been very welcoming and everything like that. What has been the coolest experience that uh, you have gone through, uh, you know, just being in the Bitcoin space? Um, I went to a particular meetup in Nashville. And there was a, a well-known Bitcoiner that showed up unscheduled. Um, I don't know if, if, if I'm allowed to say who this individual was. They wanted to keep it kind of secret. Uh, so I guess let's just say that more than likely uh, you're using this individual's uh, product. You know, it's a well-known uh, Bitcoin wallet. And this individual has done a lot on the international scale. And so that was one of the coolest experiences. Um, I actually went to Bitcoin conference and uh, that was my first conference. That was another cool experience. And then I had to say, man, I had to put us out there. Uh, another great experience was hanging out with you and your old co-host. Uh, yeah, I had to spoil. I had to let everybody know those guys are still great friends. Don't get tricked on uh, Twitter. So um, that was a great, you know, I had a great time hanging out with you guys, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're putting us in great company. But yeah, I think that the cool thing about the Nashville meetup is, you know, it's it gets so many people from from all over, you know, like yourself, myself. I, I'm not from Nashville. I just went up and uh, went there. And I think, you know, you got an RSVP. And I think, uh, you know, if you don't, you can't, it's not one of those things where you can RSVP right before you kind of have to do it you know, well in advance. Uh, to So you got to plan some things out in order to be there. But uh, overall, you know, great things going on in Nashville and I believe uh, going on in Austin as well. Um, so, yeah, you've been out to the Austin meetup as well, right? I have. Uh, I, I've not actually been to the meetup itself, but I'm, I'm real good uh, friends with a lot of the guys out in Austin, uh, especially the guys over at uh, Pleb Lab. Uh, if you're not following those guys, I suggest that you go and find those guys on Twitter because they're um, putting together something very special at Play Lab and 
if I understand it correctly, what they are is a Bitcoin business accelerator. Um, they're the only one that I know of in the whole world. And uh, they have a lot of interesting projects and they're a very close knit group of guys. They, they showed me a lot of love. I actually um, they actually put together a, a Bitcoin meetup symposium uh, for myself and one of my friends um, that goes by G. He's the uh, founder of the uh, San Antonio Bitcoin Club. And you know, they gave us tips and advice and insight on how to organize and properly run a meetup. And then we just hung out, man. And I have to say, uh, Austin definitely lives up to the ability of Bitcoin Mecca. It's just different when you go out there. I was only out there for uh, two days, two and a half days. And you know, I was I was getting sucked in. I said, man, I, I need to move out here. But then I said, no, nah, I had to stay back in Alabama. I got to I had to uh, keep, you know, building with what we have going on in Alabama. But it's real nice out in Austin. Yeah, that's where I grew up. So I'm uh, I'm actually going back um, next week, but I'm going back for like a wedding. It was kind of like a covid wedding. So it's like a reception and some other things. Uh, but uh, and unfortunately, I'm missing the meetups. Um, but maybe I'll try to contact some of the uh, awesome Bitcoiners that I know out there, or maybe I'll get with you too and uh, put me in contact. I go get a coffee or get a drink or something with those guys too. That'd be a, uh, be awesome. Yeah. So I, I hear big things going on in Austin. Um, so let's, let's bring it back to you. Um, so, you know, we're, we've been talking about all the work that you've been doing and you've been, you know, facilitating everything saying all, how great everybody else is, but you know, how has Bitcoin changed your life? And, uh, you know, where do you see yourself going in the Bitcoin space? Man, um, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm a humble guy, man. I just like to see, you know, the people around me succeed, you know, and I feel like a Bitcoin is one of those things that can uh, help, you know, everybody around the world succeed. Uh, that's what really drew me to Bitcoin is the fact that it's a community uh, based situation you know it gives the power back to the people uh it gives people the opportunity to uh, become more educated i can honestly say um i feel like i've learned more just trying to study and understand bitcoin than i ever did um in the college classroom man uh i just had to be honest and, and i love it like it's, it's one of the few things that when i sit down and and try to learn it um, it doesn't get bored. It never gets old. Every day, it's like a new adventure. I always joke with a lot of the people in the Bitcoin community. I'm like, we're just a bunch of big kids running all over the place. You know, we don't know what we're actually doing, but we're figuring it out as we go. And um, as far as I see myself in the space, man, it's, I mean, wherever, you know, I'm led, you know, uh, as long as it's a situation where I can help other people and, uh, you know, empower other people to succeed uh i would love you know to find myself in a situation like that uh so that's where i stand with that yeah that's awesome man i i i agree with you 100 percent. you know when it comes to learning um and i think everybody in the bitcoin community kind of has that similarity where they're all like you know just trying to figure it out they're you know maybe they look into it for like you said the number go up or something along those lines. And then you're like, okay, I put some money into this. Let me figure this out. And then you start figuring out and then you realize how many other things just, you know, the fiat uh, world and the fiat education and, and all this kind of stuff affects. And so you realize how many things money touches 
And it's like, okay, well, you know, you start digging into the other things like, you know, meat, food processing, mm-hmm. all these other kind of things that you start like really just digging into. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, Bitcoin is, is, you know, just hard sound money. And, uh, you know, then you, you end up getting it down the rabbit hole somewhere else. And uh, it's really interesting kind of how it affects. But I, I think the one thing that a lot of Bitcoiners have in common is that they're constantly learning, constantly trying to educate themselves and figure some things out. So, uh, yeah, I'm really glad you said that because, I, you know, I feel really the same way there. Um, and then, all right, last question about you before we jump into some current events. Uh, you are from Huntsville. And I know at the state of Alabama, there's always one question that everybody's got to that's everybody's got to answer. Alabama or Auburn? So which one, which fan are you? And uh, how do you think the Iron Bowl is going to go in the fall? Oh, man. I I should have known you was going to ask this question, man. Uh, I'm a college football fan. Oh, man. You're trying not to make any, make any enemies, huh? I'm going to just say this. My uh, co-organizer, D, he's an Auburn grad. So I stay neutral. Yeah, um, you got to stay neutral, huh? I think he knows where I stand, though. But um, <laughs> if I had to pick a team, you know, I'm, I'm going to pick the Tide. Um, I'm going to go with Tide guy. There and uh, as far as the Iron Bowl goes, uh, I like Alabama's chances in Brian Denny's stadium this year. There we go. Well, I mean, hey, A&M might come and upset them again this year. So I, got, I had to throw that in there. Uh, you have we'll- to see because, you know, they owe you guys. Yeah. Nick Saban's probably been playing that uh, that constantly in the background, uh, you know, all off season. So Alabama, it'll it, that that game either goes one or two ways. We sneak up on Alabama and somehow uh, win the game, or Alabama stomps us. So uh, it, hopefully, it won't be the latter. I, I have faith in Jimbo Fisher, but uh, like I said, we shall see. All right, now let's get into some uh, current event stories we got going on. So um, yesterday or maybe not yesterday, but we're recording this on Thursday, May 5th. Uh, for those listening to audio, it's released on Friday the 6th. So that's actually the actual date where the Harley uh, Davidson Bitcoin rider is coming to Huntsville. So if you're in Huntsville listening to this, get with at uh, Huntsville BTC on Twitter and figure out all the details there. I believe it's probably on your meetup page as well. Is that correct? Yes. Um, you guys can actually go to uh, Rocket citybitcoin.org uh we're in the process of putting up a website but right now it forwards to our meetup.com page so you can go there to get all the details and rsvp perfect yeah so if you're in uh if you're in the huntsville area be sure to check that out because that sounds like a really cool opportunity you get to see uh somebody that's been riding around seeing bitcoiners from all over the united states so um you know big and small cities and Sounds like Huntsville's on the rise there, thanks to uh, just Justin and B just organizing it and uh, you know building a strong community there. So kudos to you for doing all that. Um, but yeah, let's get into the uh, current event story. So uh, I believe it was on Tuesday, I want to say, that the Fed, Jerome Powell, got in front of everybody and announced that he's raising rates by 50 basis points or 0.5%, which is the largest move since the year 2000. Um, wow, and he's doing that's this, two decades. Uh, yeah, so it's it's been a long time since they've done this, uh, a rate this a rate hike this high. And essentially, for those that don't know, um, the rates at the beginning of this year were near zero. Um, the Fed met, um, I believe, a couple of months ago and raised them 25 basis points, so 0.25%. 
Um, so now they raised it by 0.5 and they announced too that they plan to do this again for the next uh, two meetings at the very least. Um, and so the raising of the basis points uh, of the interest rates is an attempt to kind of slow down inflation. Um, so Bitcoin's kind of known as like an inflation hedge. Um, but essentially, uh, you know, after this was announced, everything kind of shot up initially uh, because, you know, it was like a 50 uh, basis point rake height opposed to 75, which was potentially on the table. But uh, since then, we've had a big crash uh, on everything. Essentially, we're all poor now. Um, but uh, what do you think about the Fed raising interest rates? How do you think that that affects, you know, I guess the overall economy and uh, Bitcoin as a whole? Um, the first thing I would say is this. I would ask the Fed chair, has he talked to the everyday man or woman on the street? Um, because a lot of times when I read this information and I'm looking at these stories, it seems as if those individuals are disconnected from the everyday person. Um, and then another thing, too, is I question uh, how many people actually understand Bitcoin, because as you were saying, uh, Bitcoin is a hedge against inflation. That's one of the many purposes it can serve. And it seems as if with that uh, hike, that 0.5 hike, everybody rushed into cash and got out of everything else. So it, I guess it's kind of alarming to me because it doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, so it lets me know that as meetup organizers, we still have a lot of work to do. Because if these individuals actually understood a Bitcoin, uh, the number would be going up, in my opinion. Yeah, so I think, uh, you know, at the end of the day, people are going to run to cash and, uh, you know, at the, at the first sight of, uh, you know, some scary stuff in the uh, economy. You know, whether it was the shutdowns that we saw in March of 2020 or this, um, where we're seeing massive amounts of inflation and a lot of signs kind of pointing to a recession coming ahead. So in my opinion, I think, uh, you know, people are just going to take their money out of all their investments, but Hey, you know, at the end of the day, that makes cheaper sats for the rest of us who are, just, you know, keep stacking. So, and then um, once we educate the people and they understand what's really going on, then that helps number go up. But one thing I will say is this. Um, this is, I mean, literally, in my opinion, this is trending to zero. This is, you know, if you study history and you understand how fiat currencies work, you know, eventually they trend to zero. And so with everybody running the cash, it's like a double-edged sword. You feel like you're going to safety, but this, but you have cash, which is that can be printed at any moment. So the purchasing power, that cash goes down. So it's like, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't, unless you buy Bitcoin. Yeah, exactly. And I think, uh, you know, people don't realize how many things that this affects, right? So mm -hmm. not only that the the Fed are, you know, the, this rate hike affects, you know, businesses borrowing money, it affects uh, you know, home prices too, and, and it affects like home mortgages. So we've seen mortgage rates 
you know, I was lucky enough in, in September 2022 to purchase a house and get a rate under 3%. And now, uh, you know, you'd be uh, very, very lucky to get a rate near 5%. So, uh, you know, that obviously, though, it might not sound a lot where it's like, okay, 2% or 2, 2.5%. Know, whatever but over a 30-year mortgage and with the amount of money that the houses are inflating to uh that's a lot per month um yes, and, you know, yeah if you kind of look at like the breakdown of mortgages and other things like that um you know you're paying mostly interest at, on your monthly payment and you're not really paying you know mortgage or any of the down payments or anything like that so you know it's housing um, and, you know, we're seeing other things uh, getting inflated, too, when it comes to gas prices, grocery bills and everything like that. So um, I think the the Fed's kind of stuck in between a rock and a hard place as, as much time as I want to or as much of a hard time as I want to give them. Um, yeah, they're do, cannibalizing themselves. Yeah, exactly. It's really their hands are tied there. Again, this is literally musical chairs that's taking place and it's only so many seats left. Yeah, I mean, that's true. That's a great way to put it. And, uh, you know, like you said at the beginning, where did they have they ever talked to the, the common man? And I think, uh, you know, last year, Jerome Powell famously in an interview said, you know, nobody said nobody's walked into my office and told me that uh, they need to raise the interest rates to help, uh, you know, the wealth gap or anything like that. So, um, you know, just making a comment like that just makes me feel that he's extremely disconnected. And it's unfortunate, um, you know, because I feel like the damage is somewhat already done with all the money printing that's happened. And, uh, you know, we're basically having to raise rates and it's essentially going to take the tank, the economy or take the stock market. Um, so like like we've, we've been saying, and as Bitcoiners very much know, it's like we, we need a hard sound money or another solution. Um, and right now it seems like the short term solution might lead to a recession. So, um, you know, everybody kind of uh, be prepared for, for a little, uh, you know, a little dip in, in everything here and there. And uh, yeah, hopefully the, um, you know, Bitcoin as an inflation hedge narrative will kind of start to, to hold true. Uh, I think, uh, you know, the bears were kind of jumping at it today because I think Bitcoin is, uh, you know, maybe floating around 35K last time I saw, 36K or something along those lines. So, yeah, it's um, back. It's it's back around thirty six. And actually, I had a buddy of mine that uh, sent me a chart. Uh, we had a phone call um, earlier this week, or maybe it was the end of last week. And he, you know, he predicted this. He said that Bitcoin was going to touch anywhere from thirty five to thirty four. And I had to text him today, and I said, "Man, you were right." Yeah, exactly. So I think uh, you know it's just a good stacking opportunity. Um, you know, I, I, I talk to friends and, and everybody that's kind of in the Bitcoin space and nobody seems to be worried about it. They just kind of are worried more about like the public perception. Um, mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, I think the more you buy, whether it's daily cost average weekly or biweekly, you just have a set amount um, and you kind of have a set schedule. However you do it, uh, the less you look at the price, uh, the pr price doesn't really concern you as much. So uh, at the end of the day. I think, uh, you know, it's, it's tough times ahead for the Fed and for the economy. And I think, uh, you know, a lot of decisions that were made in the past are kind of going to be affecting how we how we do this going forward. And it's uh, we're basically scrambling. And, and like you said, it's a game of mu musical chairs and the chairs are running out. So uh, it's only a matter of time, unfortunately.
All right, now let's get to the second story I got on the foot. So it's along the lines of, uh, you know, uh, government, politics, that kind of stuff. But the SEC doubles the staff to monitor crypto activity. Did you see this story? I did. Uh, go ahead. Yeah. I, I'll okay. give my opinion after you fill in more what the story yeah. is about. So essentially, the SEC is upping the crypto assets and cyber unit force that monitors crypto, uh, crypto activity. And it's not doubling it quite, but it's from 30 to 50 people. Uh, since it's created its task force, it's had uh, 80 enforcement actions. So it sounds like quite a bit, uh, but, you know, 80 enforcement uh, transactions that, that were unregistered fraudulent crypto assets. So I want to make a quick distinction here is that they're really focused on crypto and they're not focused on Bitcoin. Um, but the uh, platforms have uh, a monetary release of greater than $2 billion, all from just these 80 enforcement actions. So a large, large, large amount of uh, spreads. So they're, they're looking at very large transactions and kind of some manipulation there. Um, and I also think, you know, Although this story is about you know, monitoring crypto activity, I think the big story or underlying story here is that the SEC notes that Bitcoin is not a security. So it doesn't fall under the same umbrella as crypto or like digital assets or anything like that. So I think it's really interesting that uh, you know the SEC is already kind of noting that crypto and Bitcoin are two separate things. Um, but what are your thoughts of like the SEC doubling this uh crypto you know monitoring uh i guess uh union that they got going on um i don't know if, if you've heard or read yet but i tend to agree with crypto mom uh, hester pierce uh, she made a, a valid point she made a, a valid statement uh she said that the sec is a regulatory agency and not an enforcement agency and you know she feels like with adding these additional a jobs they're trying to become an unofficial enforcement agency so you know i always uh tend to side with the everyday individual um i feel like any competent man and woman can uh manage their own finances and if we're going to be really honest here um the people who may need the help the most they more than likely aren't investors they don't you know they don't have the, the the means to be able to invest. So, you know, it's just, uh, and then another thing I want to say too, is that I feel like this is just more of what um, the Bitcoin community deals with on a regular basis, which is FUD. Uh, you know, it's a big headline and, you know, most people, they see headlines and they get nervous and then they get shook out of their positions. And then those same individuals that are, talking about enforcement, I'll probably have the biggest bags of sats sitting to the sideline. So I wouldn't get caught up in that. Um, I think they don't actually know what they're doing. Uh, I'm kind of disappointed in uh, Gary Gensler. Um, you know, everyone was hoping and uh, thinking that he was somebody that would be a friend. And, and I guess in a way, if you're not a supporter of crypto, I guess you can kind of say he is a friend of Bitcoin because it seems like he's he's going scorched earth on crypto. 
And um, it was something else that I wanted to talk uh, talk about that you pointed out about how the SEC uh, recognizes Bitcoin as not being a security. I always tell people, you know, to go um, read the white paper and do a little research because um, you can find out why there's, in my opinion, a specific reason as to why the SEC would never consider um, Bitcoin a, a security. And it has to do with uh, it being open source and, you know, it not having a group of people that had equity in set company because there is no company. So most of these other projects, I would say, what, 99% of them, they're set up like traditional companies. And so they have founders and developers who have equity and stake in it. And then once these other tokens get listed, uh, they don't. So they fall on a traditional definition of a security uh, that never took place in Bitcoin. But again, I just think that this is more FUD uh, and it's more than likely going to do what it's designated to do, which is scare people. Yeah, I think you're exactly right. Um, you know, I can kind of drawing back just from you know, historical things that I, I remember seeing. I think I remember seeing like Jake Paul or some of these other like YouTubers or maybe even a pro athlete uh, getting paid by SafeMoon. Uh, I know Dave Portnoy of uh, Barstool Sports, he promoted that he he bought a bunch of that, but allegedly, you know, he lost a bunch of money on that. So, and they, he didn't get paid for his promotion, um, but others did. And uh, I think that this tax task force is kind of along the lines of, you know what you're describing celebrities get in they they pour a bunch of money into it um and then or they get get paid for promoting it or something along those lines you know so we see how much uh, an elon tweet can affect uh bitcoin and dogecoin and other things like that uh you know i imagine other people are like okay you know so and so has such a big following so they can tweet about it. And once they tweet about it, you know, the price is going to go up and it's just a big pump and dump. Um, and so, yeah, I think, uh, I think that there's, uh, you know, a lot of these things kind of happening under the table. And I think, uh, you know, this task force is more so focused on that uh, opposed to, you know, Bitcoin. And I, and I think, I think that's good for the investor as, as much as I hate to see, um, you know, some regulation around this stuff. I think it's more so to protect people from, you know, these seemingly like Ponzi schemes or, or rug pulls, um, you know, just extreme manipulation where uh, it's, it's unfortunately that uh, uh, it's unfortunate that, you know, a lot of these people kind of fall for that trap, but um, maybe it'll lead more people to Bitcoin. Hopefully, like you said, it, it is FUD that it doesn't like get people to group in uh, Bitcoin with crypto, uh, because I think a lot of, uh, non-Bitcoiners kind of do that. And, uh, yeah, I hope, you know, it kind of just like leads more and more people to, to Bitcoin. I agree a hundred percent, man. That's, uh, one thing that we try to emphasize at our meetup is, uh, the difference between Bitcoin and crypto. Um, uh, it's kind of it's really disappointing when you see, you know, everybody lump in, uh, crypto and Bitcoin, because to me, um, the other stuff is a distraction from, you know, the one thing that everybody should put be putting their main focus and time into, which is Bitcoin. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, we actually have a question from the audience here. We got uh, the Canadian Bitcoiners asking about the Bitcoin conference. Uh, so, so both you and I, we, we went to this conference. We met up and everything like that there. So uh, there's kind of mixed reviews on Twitter. Um, a lot of people were kind of talking about, you know, the shit coinery that was going around there. So uh, what were your thoughts overall on the, on the conference? And then I can kind of, you know, go in and, and give my thoughts a little bit afterwards. Yeah, it was a lot of crap cornery going on. Um, in fact, I'm not sure you remember, but there was a situation at the conference there. Um, you, um, Steven uh, from Atlanta Bitdales and uh, Bitcoin Design Guide and myself, we were having a conversation and a guy approached us, you know, out of nowhere. And he had some type of uh, crypto live podcast and. He uh, caught us off guard, and so he got some footage of us speaking on that. Um, this is what I can say. When I was at the conference, uh, again, there was a lot of crap coins, but what I did was I had tunnel vision. Uh, I didn't let it distract me. Um, it didn't take away from my experience of the conference. Um, and, I mean, ultimately, I guess... Bitcoin won. Uh, I guess the best analogy I can use is this. It's like when you go in the ocean and you see one of those uh, great white sharks and you see those uh, little, um, I don't know what what you call them, but they're feeding and cleaning the shark. Or, something. Yeah, they clean. Or, or it's like the hippo in the wilderness with the little uh, bird that's cleaning. So that's kind of how I saw it. I said, okay, at the end of the day, there's always going to be somebody trying to sell you something. I don't honestly believe that we are going to ever live in a world where somebody is not trying to sell something. So it was Bitcoin conference game because they got to throw a, a larger conference. And if you were there for Bitcoin only things, then I don't think that you got distracted by the uh, crap coins that were circulating. Yeah, so I, I agree with you there. And I think, uh, you know, my biggest takeaway from there was, you know, that there was, and I do remember that that instance. And I think that there was another one too, where you kind of uh, were, were talking to somebody and you're like, hey, they're like, hey, you know, I got some Bitcoin, but I got yeah. some other things. And they were trying to convince us to get into other things. And we were trying to tell him a little bit why we were Bitcoin and Bitcoin only, and he didn't really want to hear any of it. But and I told uh, that gentleman that I would uh, pound him to submission uh, <laughs> intellectually yes, about Bitcoin did. versus the other stuff, and, and it was you know an all in good fun. Yeah, exactly. And and Justin isn't very confrontational either. Very nice guy in person, uh, very friendly. But this was the first time I saw him like really, you know. All right, if you want to go out and debate this, like I'm ready to go. So. <laughs> Uh, you know, I love to see the passion and everything about that as well. But, uh, you know, I, I agree with you there. I think, you know, the, the conference is what you make of it. Right. So I think, mm -hmm. um, you know, we got there and, and we were able to connect and you connected with quite a few people that helped me meet a lot, a lot of people, too. And uh, I think that's really what these conferences are about is like not necessarily all about the talks or, you know, the flash or the flare of these big you know, shows in front of this and, you know, as much as Jack Mahler does for the space, it's not really about his, you know, getting up on the stage, like announcing, yo, this, yo, that. I think it's more so about like, you know, you, you just being there and being with 
so many Bitcoiners, whether it's, you know, it's not exactly the full 25,000, but it's, you know, I would say probably majority of people that I met were, were Bitcoin and Bitcoin only. But I mean, we did get people that, that talked to us about, you know, shit coins. And uh, I think it's, a, you know, in the positions you put yourself, there's definitely a lot of uh, places that you could have gone as just Bitcoiners. Um, and yeah, and I think that that's what it's kind of about, like just meeting all these people in real life where, uh, you know, you've just kind of connected over Twitter and it's just a big giant meetup. So I kind of like that aspect. Yeah, I don't Shut think up. that the um, crap cornery was enough to stop somebody from going and experience the conference. Um, don't let that stop you. If you've never been to Bitcoin conference, you need to go. Don't get caught up in that because you're there to see Bitcoin only stuff. And I've always been the type of individual. I don't even worry about the things I can control. I can't control, you know, the type of deals that uh, Bitcoin Magazine decides to make. But I will say kudos to Bitcoin Magazine because they pulled it off. They did an excellent job. Um, I'd like to thank the people who uh, invited me. I actually volunteered at the meetup booth. So Bitcoin Magazine showed me a lot of love and they did an awesome job. Yeah, I think people underestimate, you know, how tough it is and how much money it takes to put on a conference of that size and that magnitude. But, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I think they did a they good job. So, all right. Uh, enough about the conference. Let's get on to the next story. So uh, I think there's a there's a little bit of FUD too surrounding this one. So MicroStrategy, um, they had their earnings call the other day uh, earlier this week. And in that call, the CFO phone Fong Lee, I'm sorry if I butchered that name, but uh, he basically was asked the question, how low does Bitcoin need to go before, you know, there, there's, there's a margin call uh, or you need to put up more collateral? And he answered with 21,000. And now, so because Bitcoin is dropping low, um, you know, it's like 36,000 or so, it's still, you know, a good, like, what, 15 or 50 plus percent away from uh from falling that low um, or pretty close to 50%. So there's still a significant dip that would need to occur uh, in order for that to happen. But um, I think that a lot of the, uh, you know, shit, coiner, shit coiners or Bitcoin bears and whatever you want to call them, uh, anybody that wants to rip on Bitcoin and MicroStrategy for that matter uh, is kind of jumping at this story saying that uh, MicroStrategy is going to fail and, uh, you know, the reason why is because they invested so heavily into Bitcoin. And that's just simply not the case. You know, MicroStrategy still has a lot of free cash flow. They still make a lot of money and they can put up more collateral, whether it's, you know, fiat or Bitcoin, uh, in order to avoid having to, uh, you know, margin call for that loan that they took to buy more Bitcoin. Uh, it seems like it was kind of unfortunate timing that, you know, this Bitcoin dropped so so heavily after they bought um, so much of it. But um, what do you think about, uh, I guess, the the bears and, uh, you know, everybody else kind of attacking micro strategy? Um, I think secretly the bears wish they had done what Michael Saylor had done. Um, I also think that uh, if you know anything about Michael Saylor, he's not a foolish man. Um, I think he has contingencies in place. Um, I think he would be prepared if Bitcoin was to dip because he went all in. And um, I can't remember the name of his book, but it was very 
prophetic. Uh, he predicted a lot of things, you know, as far as network effects and in different industries and stuff. So he strikes me as the type of individual that thinks long term. So I'm pretty sure he would be prepared for that. Uh, more than likely, he could go in his own personal stash and, you know, put that up if it was about to be a margin call. Uh, and, you know, the Bears are always looking for some type of something because they know their time is coming. It's only a matter of time. I have I have a few friends, you know, very smart individuals, um, computer scientists, you know, that work for the government and things. And they, uh, they're not big corners. They're old school legacy investors. And so, you know, I can't find them when uh, we're not in the bear market. But as soon as there's a dip, I can't keep them away. So, you know, I just laugh. It's all in good fun. But you know, I don't get caught up in all of that. Um, again, it's just more fun, more the same. Uh, you can go to the year and pick the date and there's some similar story. That's some type of FUD or bear story trying to promote that. But um, I wouldn't get caught up in that because, in my opinion, every day that the Bitcoin network is up, it gets stronger and stronger. And that's another day for a new individual to become educated and buy Bitcoin. Yeah, exactly. And I, and I agree with you there. And I think, you know, it's just like you said, just people just trying to, to poke at it and not really, you know, taking the time to take the deep dive into what he was saying. And it, and it was a question that he was asked too. So it wasn't like he just flat out said it like it was a worry for him going forward. So I don't really think micro strategy is worried. I don't think, you know, investors that are investing in micro strategy are really worried. I think that people that, that want micro strategy to fail because they've invested so heavily in Bitcoin um, are the ones that are kind of jumping at this too, just like you're saying. So overall, um, I don't really think that it's a, a, a big deal, but, um, you know, it seemed to be going around the, uh, I'll call it the crypto Twitter space, um, because I don't think the Bitcoiners were really, uh, you know, really worried about it. Maybe they just uh, were just reply guys to, uh, you know, go at these guys. But hey, you know, sometimes uh, Bitcoin Twitter goes at some people. So uh, it makes them, uh, it makes Bitcoiners look a little bit smarter, too. So. All right, now let's move into the uh, next story. So we talked a little bit earlier about, uh, or I brought up Jack Mahler's about him at, at the conference, um, but he did another big thing here too. Um, so, uh, you know, he, his big thing is Bitcoin is the internet's soundest money, right? So he's solving one of the biggest uh, problems on the internet, at least, um, you know, I'm sure everybody in the audience and, um, you know, everybody watching this has experienced some sort of spam when it comes to email. So he has worked with this company called Reacher and uh, there's like, you can make a reacher.me email. And so what this does is it requires you to uh, pay, I believe a dollar over the lightning network. Um, and uh, that dollar then gets sent to Jack. And then uh, once that dollar is sent <coughs> um, to Jack, that email is then forwarded to his actual email account, whether it's, you know, his strike email or what have you. Um, so he's trying to use Bitcoin and the Lightning Network to solve spam, um, which is a very big problem. I, I know, uh, you know, even without spam, I get, you know, way too many emails at work and uh, all these sign up things that I have uh, going on. So all these subscription emails or whatever, uh, sometimes it just gets way too much. I think, uh, you know, so I've seen some people have tens of thousands of unread emails 
I, I'm not that kind of person. I got to open every single one and delete it. Uh, I probably need to go through and try to unsubscribe, but some of these places make it a little bit harder to unsubscribe to their email threads. Um, so what do you think about Mahler's, uh, you know, partnering with Reacher uh, to create a Bitcoin or uh, to create an, an email address that requires an invoice of a dollar per email? Um, I think it's a, a great idea. Um, you know, I think, if memory serves me correct, um, d during my uh, time researching Bitcoin, I think that uh, Adam Back had a similar idea uh, with something called Hashcoin, um, you know, trying to solve spam issues. And so uh, I don't think I don't think the technology was available at the time to be able to pull that off. But with Bitcoin and the Lightning Network, you're able to do that. And another thing, too, I think a, a second order effect of that, which is positive is we live in a day and age where everything is vying for your attention. So I think one of the positives is now you're being paid for your attention on your email. So that seems to be the most valuable resource. Now it's a person's attention. Um, everywhere we go, there's some screen trying to pitch you or sell you on something or shield you on something. So I feel like um, that gives some protection and power back to the people, you know, not having to deal with spam because, you know, it's a distraction. Like you said, when you're at work and you check your email, you know, these apps and things are designed to keep your attention. So you get that buzz on your laptop or your desktop or your computer. You get this itch and you want to look at it. But now, you know, if you're being paid to look at it, you know, you'll take a little bit more time to check it out. And again, and to keep those bots away. So I think it's a great idea. Yeah, I definitely think it's a good idea too. And I think, uh, you know, maybe it, it won't be something that, you know, the average Joe can have, but, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I think, uh, for the bigger people, like, especially like Mallers and, and maybe if you're going to a big conference, um, and you're giving a talk, it might be good to give out this email instead of just getting a spammed by, uh, you know, thousands of people. So, I agree. I think it's a big, uh, you know, big issue that's been ahead. And and you're right. Um, on Mahler's uh, tweet thread, he actually, you know, cited Adam Back's idea with Hashcash. And he said, you know, the Internet didn't have uh, a native currency at the time, which is Bitcoin. Uh, so it was impossible to use the uh, global micropayments to solve the problem. Thus, Hashcash became a proof of work system to burden the sender with hardware cost. Um, so you're right. Um, you know, it's not Mahler's original idea, but he did cite Adam back and, you know, Adam back is, is, as a legend in the Bitcoin space. So he's done a lot for everything and, uh, yeah, kind of gave Mahler's this idea. So, uh, along the lines of, uh, communication, we have Binance, uh, committing 500 million to Elon Musk's investment in Twitter. Uh, so Elon, you know, everybody has kind of, uh, you know, if you haven't heard the news by now, but Elon made a very large offer to purchase Twitter. And uh, it seems like everything is going through there. And Binance is a big crypto and Bitcoin exchange. And they're committing $500 million, uh, to Elon's investment in Twitter. Where I think this is interesting is Strike right now, uh, they aren't necessarily partnered with Twitter, to my understanding, but they they helped Twitter implement tips and payments through uh, you know your Twitter profile. 
Um, so if you go to my Twitter profile right now, you could technically go and tip me from wherever you want. And you could send me Bitcoin or, or uh, dollars uh, through the Lightning Network. The thing that I'm curious about here is, is whether or not Binance is going to uh, try to implement something along those lines. Like you can purchase Bitcoin and to lesser extent crypto um, on the Twitter platform. Uh, that, that is one thing that worries me about this. Uh, you know, we've had Elon kind of come out and say that he owns Bitcoin, mostly Bitcoin, but he owns a little Ethereum and he owns Dogecoin. And, you know, he tweets about Dogecoin somewhat frequently. So uh, although he hasn't in a while, but, you know, every time he does, it makes makes big headlines. Um, so, yeah, what are your thoughts on, on Binance uh, committing $500 million to Elon's investment in Twitter? Um, I think also, um, we should pay close attention to not only Binance, but the other investors, uh, Andreessen Horowitz, uh, I believe Sequoia Capital. And, um, if you pay close attention, you will see that a lot of these individuals not only are crypto supporters, but they're Web 3.0 supporters. So I'm looking at it at a macro perspective and I'm saying, okay, not only with Binance and like you saying, implementing you know, of uh, implementing crypto as far as tips and things, but how would this impact Twitter as far as, you know, this movement of Web 3.0? Uh, because these other individuals, I'm pretty sure they're investing with uh, some type of understanding that they would have some input on the direction of Twitter. And as you said, uh, Elon is not a Bitcoin-only individual. So, you know, a lot of People on Bitcoin Twitter are celebrating, but would there be a Bitcoin Twitter moving forward? Um, if all these people have their say and they implement this Web 3.0 and crypto tipping and things of that nature? Yeah, so I think uh, the, the one thing I do think about Elon is that he's very much for freedom of speech and for you know the rights that stand by in the Constitution for the United States. So... One thing that I do think is he's not going to censor anybody. And I don't think that he's going to create an algorithm to promote other things. Um, but I think that they're going to try to solve like a, a cash flow problem uh, that Twitter's always had. Twitter's always had some sort of issue on how do they make money? How do they monetize it? Um, and I actually got tweeted at uh, earlier today um by somebody uh where they're talking or by buddy underscore barker so shout out to him if he's listening um but uh they there's been a demand for promoted tweets um not only promoted tweets but uh promoted uh hashtags where it's kind of saying something is trending and uh twitter's advertising now uh has reported increase the daily price of promoted trends to two hundred thousand dollars a day and so I, I got tweeted at this because I saw Coinbase was trending, hashtag Coinbase. So I was wondering why. Um, and it was their NFT uh, profile or their NFT launch uh, where you can custody NFTs on their profile or on their uh, platform is uh, now live. Um, and then from that, too, I saw Coinbase NFT Marketplace gained less than 150 users in the first day opened per decrypt. Um, so uh, a lot of things to say that essentially, 
you know, even though uh, there has been some shit coinery and, uh, you know, some promoting of, of other things on Twitter, um, it seems like people are kind of waking up to the fact that, you know, NFTs are kind of a scam right now. So maybe, uh, you know, they'll wake up to, to other things soon enough. Um, but it seemed like uh, maybe the NFT thing was all flash in the pan and hopefully, uh, you know, we'll move forward from that and, and people will figure out, you know, like like we've always been saying, it's Bitcoin and Bitcoin only. Yeah, the uh, NFT craze kind of reminds me of the ICO craze in, you know, 2017, late 2016. It's one of those things where if you've been through it, you just sit back and shake your head. And when family and friends come and ask you about NFTs, you just say, hey, um, if that's what you want to do, you know, all I can do is tell you to stick with the Bitcoin only stuff. But if you want to learn a hard lesson, then go right on over there and learn it. And I still be here after, you know, you get burned. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Now let's get into the last story. So this is kind of a, I guess, just like a one-off, like minuscule story. But I, th I think that there's a deeper solution here. So uh, Bentley University, I believe it's in, I don't even know. I, I don't want to get this. Well, wrong I'm missing Massachusetts. I'm not sure which city, but I know it's in, in Massachusetts. Okay. So it's in Massachusetts, and they will accept Bitcoin for tuition. Um, so crypto for tuition, we got to be all the way transparent. Yeah, exactly. So they'll accept Bitcoin slash crypto yes. for tuition. So where I think that this is good is that you know not only are uh, not only are they accepting it, is that you know if if Bitcoin kind of turns out to what we all believe it is in the Bitcoin space where, you know, number go up and the cost of the dollar goes down. That would mean that the value for uh, tuition would be decreasing. And so you could technically pay that on, you know, a depreciating scale. And with the rising, rising cost of um, with the rising cost of tuition and, uh, you know, the unaffordability and the massive amount of student loans that people have taken all over the globe and, and, and specifically in the United States, too, where, where everybody's kind of suffering from this. Um, you know, I, we were talking a lot about this in the Canadian Bitcoiners, which I was on yesterday, um, that, uh, you know, student loans are at the average person pays them off by the age of 42. So, you know, a lot of these people, a lot of younger millennials are holding off buying houses and doing all that and holding off having kids and, and starting things a lot later. And uh, I, I believe a large reason of that is student loan debt. Um, so now as long as, you know, tuition doesn't rise as rapidly as Bitcoin does, which I, I find it kind of hard to believe because, you know, Bitcoin can go, you know, 50% moves in a day, 20% moves in a day. Whereas big, whereas a uh, tuition you know, it takes a lot to to change those prices. Maybe they'll change year over year, but uh, in order for it to be changed, you know, daily, that that's not going to happen. So um, I think that uh, it's a good step uh, to kind of combat the overall issue with how expensive it is to go to college. But, um, you know, obviously, I would hope that uh, they just accept uh, Bitcoin opposed to Bitcoin slash crypto uh so what what do you think about all this um am i just kind of spewing some bull and you think that this is uh this is just a publicity stunt out of bentley university or do you think that there's some wind behind this 
I, I believe it's it's kind of hard to say. Uh, when I looked into this, I saw that one of the scholars said that the students are very interested in blockchain technology. So obviously they're not, you know, very well versed and they don't have a grasp. Uh, I think um, in a sense it is kind of a, a ploy, you know, to try to attract, uh, you know, more students. And also I, I always wondered, okay, if I pay in Bitcoin and number goes up and let's say I pay my tuition my sophomore year and then by the end of my junior year, the amount that I pay in my sophomore year, now I'm fully paid because the number has gone up. So how, how does that work? You know, those are the type of questions, you know, um, that we have to try to find answers to. And I guess the only positive to it is, is this is more hyper Bitcoinization that's taking place right before our eyes. Uh, I think you may have had another guest on, uh, Hetty Wook, and he made some, some valid points, you know, that we are already living in hyper Bitcoinization. And I think that was a valid point. That's more of this. But I mean, it does have wind behind it because there will be individuals that will pay with crypto. But in the same sense, it's uh, uh, maybe you and I need to go up to Bentley University and sit down, you know, with some some of the important people, some of the people in the administration. Yeah, exactly. I think, uh, you know, the, the education system is realizing that a lot of students are self-educating here too and i think that there's they're trying to you know put a ploy into to that and and they're realizing that a lot of uh you know bitcoiners and students in general are you know kind of finding other ways to to make money or finding other ways to, to you know earn an income and uh maybe bitcoin jobs specifically it's more of like like we said at the beginning of the show proof of work proving that you can do this proving that you have the skills and uh, Bitcoiners don't really care about, you know, necessarily the college degrees or all those backgrounds, because at the end of the day, nobody really learned about this in college. So um, I think that they're kind of backtracking and trying to get people to to learn a little bit more about this. But, you know, at the end of the day, uh, I think, you know, the education system still has a long way to go in order to educate, you know, the professors and uh, the people that are going to be giving the lessons opposed to just the students, because I think you know, the students now, you have so much access to information at your fingertips, whether it's Google, YouTube, you know, blogs, Substack, Medium, like all these people putting out content, your stuff, your meetups, you know, all the other stuff too that, that people got going on where people are, you know, coming and talking and sharing ideas where, uh, you know, they're realizing like, hey, like, like you said at the beginning, like you're, you're learning more in Bitcoin that, you didn't really learn in a college class. So um, I think that they're kind of hearing that and they're a little bit worried. And so that they're doing these kind of things, maybe for publicity, but, um, you know, I do think, you know, like, like you and, and Hedy Walk alluded to that uh, hyper Bitcoinization, uh, you know, now you can start paying almost all your bills and everything like that in, in, uh, in Bitcoin. Yeah, I think a uh, bit refill just reveal. Uh, something you know where you can uh, pay your bills with uh, Bitcoin and crypto. So again, it's it's taking place right before our eyes. That's usually how change takes place. Uh, it's not like in the movies. It's is you know it's kind of subtle. And then you look up and it's like wow we're here. It's kind of like uh, with the cell phone. I can remember growing up. 
And if you went to your parents and asked them, could you order something online? They would look at you and say, get out of my face. I'm not going to put my bank and my uh, credit card information online. And now that's all anybody ever does is put everything online. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, but yeah, you can do that with bit refill. Um, I know certain states you can pay taxes in, in Bitcoin and crypto too. So um, there's essentially, and I know like, uh, I want to say in Tampa or somewhere else, there's been uh, housing purchased in, in Bitcoin too. So um, I think, you know, at the end of the day, it's like you said, it's and it's becoming like hyper Bitcoinization where if you really want to pay in Bitcoin, there's going to be somebody willing to take it. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think overall it's positive, but, uh, you know, I'm a little fishy about this one. I don't really know if it's, uh, you know, super genuine or not, but we shall see. Time will tell. All right. Well, Justin, thank you so much for your time today. Uh, that's the end of the stories. Now, uh, why don't you wrap us up? Tell us where people can find you. Uh, tell us a little bit about the schedule of the, the Bitcoin meetup. I know we kind of talked about, you know, rocketcitybitcoin.org for the meetup. But uh, yeah, why don't you get into that? Yeah, um, you can find us on Twitter at Huntsville BTC. That's Huntsville BTC. Uh, you can follow us and you can get updates there. Uh, you can also go to our website, which is rocketcitybitcoin.org. Uh, like I said, we're in the process of putting up a full website, but right now it forced to our meetup page. Uh, we meet every third Wednesday of the month at a local brewery here called The Nook um, from 5 to 8. I also want to show a new T-shirt that we're coming out with. Now, uh, before I show it, it, there's quite a few people that I told I was going to send shirts to. And uh, some have been waiting, I guess, about a month. But I just want to make sure that I get all my orders in before I, you know, order them. And then I had to order more. I want to try to get one big order. So I want to just show it on here. Uh, one of my one of my friends at uh, Play Up Lab, uh, he blessed me with the art on the shirt. I don't know if you guys can see it. But, uh, yeah, a little bit more center. Yeah, so it looks like you got the Rocket City. You got the Rockets in there. Man. That, uh, that's a swaggy shirt you got there. Yeah, man. So I'm going to have to uh, get your size yeah. and, and, and send you one. Yeah, um, for sure. I'd, I'd love to have one. So. Definitely, man. And um, yeah. yeah, man. And so, like I said, we, we have an unofficial meetup. Um, Captain C is coming in tomorrow. So if you're in Alabama, close to Huntsville, uh, come and hang out with us. Uh, all faces are welcome. Um I meet up is Bitcoin only, but if you're somebody that's a crypto person, but you want to come in and learn more about Bitcoin, uh, you're welcome to come in. Uh, we try not to do debates and things of that nature, uh, not when we're uh, covering topics and things, but if you want to have a healthy debate, um, I'm sure somebody will uh, after the meetup. And so, uh, yeah, just, just stay tuned. Uh, we have a lot of things planned. I can't talk about a lot of, and one thing I definitely want to do is I want to give a shout out to my buddy Max, uh, the CEO of Eden 3D Printer. Uh, you can find him at uh, Eden3Dprinter.com. Um, I was actually, when I was in Miami, I was helping him at his booth. Uh, he does a lot in the uh, Bitcoin community behind the scenes. The same thing with the guys over at Playup Lab, uh, Car Gonzalez, Kyle Murphy, um, just to name a few. Um, Keon, you know, all the guys over at Playup Lab and 
I'm sorry if I didn't call your name, but you know, I love you. Um, you can get on to me later. Um, but yeah, you know, like I said, uh, come check us out down here in Huntsville, Alabama, the Rocket City. There we go. That's a great way to sign it off. It looks like you got a lot going on in Huntsville, and I definitely want to get out there at, at some point in time. Uh, maybe later this summer, I'll, I'll make a trip to Huntsville and uh, join you at, at one of these meetups because it sounds like you got big things going on there. So, Justin, thank you so much for your time. Everybody check him out at Huntsville BTC. You can find all his information there. And that's it for me. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in, and we'll see you back next week. <laughs>